And we are live. Uh, Train Hard Live Strong family, what is going on, everyone? I'm your host, Coach Matt. If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, welcome to the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. I am your host, Coach Matt, and I am also the owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. We have an amazing guest speaker to the show today, and I'm very excited to introduce her. I'm very excited to bring her to the show. She has some incredible value and self-experience, especially when it comes down to nutrition, and it comes down to eating disorders, and overcoming these mental barriers that we have against carbohydrates, and all this stuff. If you are kind of scared when it comes down to eating food, if you are unhappy every time you eat food, if you don't look forward to eating food, if you just have a bad relationship with your meals every single day and you just feel guilty after eating a cookie, this is going to be the episode for you because we have an amazing guest speaker who brings the light, the joy, the positivity, the education behind it all. But first, let's do some announcements, y'all. Number one, leaving a five-star review for this podcast truly does help me gain feedback from you guys and girls tuning in every Monday and Thursday. Not only that, but you're going to help a lot of people around the world who are looking for answers inside health and fitness, nutrition, mindset, inspiration, motivation. You're going to help them find this podcast just that much faster, ladies and gentlemen, and it only takes about a minute or two to do so. Number two, hydration is key to health, performance, progress, weight loss, anything, period. We need water. Your body is like 75% water. And if it's that much water, yes, of course, you're going to need water. All right. When it comes down to drinking water, sometimes we just get so busy we forget to drink water. Or we just don't like the taste of water because it's so bland and plain. We'd rather just have soda, Coke, Pepsi, whatever it is that you drink that has all a bunch of sugars and nothing that's going to hydrate you or benefit your body. But what if we had something that could not only make your water taste great, but hydrate you three times faster? Well, guess what? There is. LiquidIV.com has it for you, ladies and gentlemen. Little packets you just throw inside of a water bottle. They have immunity products energy products, sleep products, and of course, the hydration. And I want to save you 25% off your purchase. So if you head over to liquidiv.com and use promo code TRAINHARD, we can save you 25% off your purchase. Number three, when it comes to on-the-go hit workouts, high-intensive interval training workouts that you can do anywhere, in your office, in your bathroom, in your backyard, in your garage, in your friend's house, anywhere, you can do these hit workouts, y'all. EliteHitPerformance.com has these workouts for you. Okay, if you're traveling for business, for family, for a vacation, whatever the case may be, if you don't want to go inside of a gym yet because of COVID, you want to work out from home, but you have little to no equipment, EliteHitPerformance.com has it for you. 30-minute hit workouts, 20-minute hit workouts, 10-minute and 5-minute, all the way down to 5-minute hit workouts. Yes, you can get a lot done in just 5 minutes. And they got incredible free workouts right now on the homepage. And after you try those and you enjoy the workouts and you want to become an Elite Hit member, you're going to have access to amazing Hit workouts and exclusive Hit series of workouts. On top of that, you're going to join an amazing community filled with driven and hungry people who also want incredible results for their body, health, and mind. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and when it comes down to supplements, we back up FNX Fit a thousand percent. Whenever I was getting into the game and I was trying whey proteins and mass gainers and freaking human growth hormones and a bunch of other crazy stuff that I had no idea what it would do to my body, especially long term, I just believed labels. That was the fastest thing. If the label said build eight pounds in four weeks, guess what? That's what I was getting because I wanted to do that. FNX Fit gives you the actual 
ingredients that you are consuming inside your body. They give you what you need to improve your progress, your performance, your health. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, no crazy lying labels, whatever the case may be that other stuff are doing, but... FNX Fit has amazing whey proteins. They got BCAAs. They got stimulation-free pre-workouts. They got intense pre-workouts. They got immunity products. They got a bunch of amazing stuff that can take your results to the next level. That's what supplements do. They amplify your progress. And I want to save you 15% off your purchase. So If you use promo code TRAINHARD, we can save you 15% off your purchase, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Let's dive in this episode and let's welcome to the show Caroline Biddle. Something that I see a lot in the fitness industry actually is that you need to remove the emotion from food to like remove binge eating. But I don't necessarily believe in that because there is so much emotion in food, but it's not all bad. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong podcast where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations. And we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardliftstrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another amazing episode here on the Train Hard Livestrong Podcast. Today we have an amazing guest speaker and I cannot wait for you to hear her. So here we go. Let's welcome Caroline Biddle. Hey, Caroline, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's, it's amazing having you. Um, I, I'm very excited to talk to you. I'm uh, very excited to hear more about your story and uh, what you're passionate about. And, uh, and I'm very excited for everyone else to listen to it too. But um. For everyone who doesn't know who you are, our current listeners, our future listeners, can you give like a nice little background story on just how you got to who you are today? All right. So growing up, I was an athlete. So I was a gymnast straight out of the womb. And I also (laughs) did competitive cheerleading and soccer and volleyball. So health and fitness have always been a pretty big part of my life. And After a couple of years, I think I was around 16, 17, if anyone was a gymnast or a cheerleader, they know that it's really, really hard on your body. And my body just told me, we're done now. We need a break. So when I stopped athletics, it was a really pivotal point in my life as well, because that's when you're applying to college and figuring out when you're or where you're going to get in, when you're going to go, if you're going to go. So there was a lot going on. And... I just lost sight of who I was and had no control over anything. So I turned inward and actually developed an eating disorder as an outlet for my form of control. So that was the only thing that I could control at the time. So that's what I did, but in a very, very unhealthy manner. So I battled with that for a long time, actually. And it influenced like where I went to school because I was afraid to go to a bigger school and be too far from home, like in case anything happened to me or if I wasn't comfortable, but I actually was able to fully recover probably halfway through my freshman year of college. And that's really when I started lifting and training in a way that was constructive to my body and not as a form of punishment or 
restriction or just out of hate for my body. It was more out of love and respect and wanting to grow and get stronger. And as I started doing that and growing physically, I also really developed mentally in my personality and who I was and my self-confidence. And I started actually eating to fuel my body. And it was just such a big catalyst in my life. I wanted to do that for other people. So on top of a full class load, I got my certified personal training well, certification in ISS or through ISSA. Oh, same, same. Yeah, I love ISSA. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did that in like three months on top of a full-time class load. So I started training <laughs> after the end of my freshman year, switched my degree from business marketing to dietetics, transferred schools, and now I'm pursuing my passion doing what I love, coaching women on my way to my degree, to my licensure. And I'm also an online business coach to help other people go online and help other people. There you go. Look at you, man. All basically started with, I guess someone could say something negative, right? Like an eating disorder Mm -hmm. that uh, causes you to, you know, I guess find some sort of happiness, but then causes a lot of damage in your life. But now it's brought to who you are today. Um, Absolutely. And I like, Looking back, when we go through negative things in our life, you could either look at it as a setback or as a catalyst. And I know that it was a catalyst for all of the amazing things that I get to do. So I would never change a thing. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Always a positive side to certain things, right? Um, So whenever it comes down to you having this, so I've talked to a lot of uh uh, competitors, uh, people who've gone, you know, for bikini or whatever, and or, or just competed overall, or I just been in like a uh, uh, not so good of a mental stability state, and and they've caused, you know, or they've created eating disorders, and everyone is different. Everything triggers everybody differently. Um, if you don't mind, what is like what what caused you to uh, what would trigger you to have, you know, your binges or or you having that uh eating disorder like what would trigger you to do what you did so really for me do you know your enneagram type no okay well i'm a type three enneagram and basically what is that what is that so it's a personality test and if you take it it tells you one everything about yourself like that you know that you didn't know but allows you to really dive deep into the inner workings of your thinking and your tendencies and all of that so highly recommend that you go and take that because it's so insightful to yourself and then the people around you because it also tells you like how a type three would interact with say i don't know a six or a nine or whatever you are wow okay okay yeah really really great but I am just a really high achiever. I like a lot of control and I also don't, or I wasn't super comfortable showing emotion or weakness or that I didn't know something because then that's inadequacy for me. Okay. So a lot of my tendencies would stem from wanting to be this high achiever because if I wasn't doing and achieving all of those accolades or these benchmarks, then I'm inadequate. So Mm. when I can't control those things, then I would turn to somewhere else. So when I couldn't control my SAT or ACT test scores, when I couldn't control what colleges were going to accept me, 
one and then junior year is just hard in college, not in college, in high school, because that's when you're taking like AP exams and stuff. It was just like a big year. So that was my form of control when I couldn't control anything else. And also before Mm. I got into therapy because of said eating disorder, I hadn't worked through the emotional side of things because my mom used to tell me when I was little, even as like a little five-year-old, they would hug me and I just wouldn't hug back. Like I just did not show emotion. So I hadn't worked through all of that. So instead of being seen as weak or inadequate, I would just hide my emotions with either like over-exercising, under-eating, binging Mm. and purging, all of those things. So definitely not a healthy way to go about a lack of control. Right, right. that's how it manifested in my life. That's insane. You know, okay, so whenever – so for me, I never really had – or I guess I I don't know if I really did, but – with when it comes down to food, I've uh, I, I guess I've gone through like a lot of different things in the very 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 beginning. Super weird, but I wanted to gain muscle, but I didn't know uh, like body composition. Like I didn't know these kind of things. So on the scale, I didn't want to get above a certain number uh, because I thought that would be me gaining fat. Uh, but I wanted to gain muscle, and I just didn't understand how weight kind of like was you know so i was training and i was not eating like a lot but because of of that um like knowledge base i I just didn't know i wasn't like specifically trying to but i just didn't know and then uh when i kind of learned a little bit more um i then i started to eat a lot more and then i wanted to gain weight and gain weight and get bigger and that didn't really bother me at that point after that uh but then after like high school stuff happened at home and uh I, i was kicked out of my home and then i joined the military and during that like a good nine month phase, I was like in, uh, I've never been in the headspace that I was. I, I've, I was like depressed. I was angry. I was pissed off. Like everything, I, it was like kind of like dark inside. I felt cold. I felt empty. Um, so training was my outlet, like pain, like f- training to the point of, of like just, just excruciating pain, like burn sensation, like pushing through that and feeling like your heart's beating and you're breathing. And like that's what I strived for. Um, so whenever I talk to other people that have had like eating disorder or whatnot, um, they – for me, I, what I found in training and that outlet, other people find their outlet through food, right? Yeah, I think you could say that for sure. So okay, something that I can remember vividly is like when my grandmother died, instead of actually feeling said emotions – I literally just like parked my ass at the dessert table. Cause you know, when like that stuff happens, everyone just brings food over. Yeah. All I did was like eat to stuff those emotions. So that's the way that I took it out. Whereas it sounds like you took it out by like physically working out and exercising. Right. 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 That's yeah. so great. You know, similarity, not going to lie. My grandmother, we had hospice and she, uh, she had cancer. Uh, she had pancreatic cancer and she died in, at home when I was 17 and uh same thing i uh but mine obviously wasn't with food it was with uh with training i I found like my uh i didn't want to feel it i didn't want to like cry i didn't want to do this and that so i filled that hole with uh a a stimulation right like a a stimulant right like something else to feel something else so that's crazy that's crazy how that that um so we have like a similarity there but um whenever you got through the process of coming out of your eating disorder you said you went to therapy right absolutely (laughs) So what, uh, you know, for me, I used to always think this and just until like recently, I would say like three years ago where 
I felt like training, right? I felt like training would cure anything. I felt like training would, would fix your your problems that you have. Like if someone, for example, if someone passed away in your family and you train and you work yourself and you do this and that, you'll fix it. Um, but that it was not the case whatsoever. You need to uh, address those issues and then come back and then you'll be able to see things more clearly, right? You'll be able to fix yourself inside to externally. So whenever you went through that uh, therapy phase and you fixing those things, how was that process? Did you like, how was your relationship with food whenever you were coming out of that process? I feel like as I started to fix my internal hurricane tornado, of whatever was going on, it definitely helped in other areas of my life. So instead of suppressing everything with disordered tendencies, whether it be overly restricting or binging by overexercising or binging on food, I was able to actually realize what was going on and then separate the two because something that I see a lot in the fitness industry actually is that you need to remove the emotion from food to like remove binge eating. But I don't necessarily believe in that because there is so much emotion in food, but it's not all bad. So like when you think about your grandmother, right? Like I was at my grandma's house and that was the first time I had like peanut butter buckeyes. And that's like, I love peanut butter buckeyes. But when I see those, I think of my grandma and that's a really positive emotion. So if you tell people to remove emotion from food, like you're removing a lot of positive things that are associated with it. Life. You're removing life basically. Exactly. Especially in our society, the United States like revolves around food, every special occasion, every birthday, every holiday, it's all around food. And those are really happy times. So even like when you're sick and you have a bowl of chicken soup, like that's so comforting and just Mm -hmm. like hits your soul, you know, like you don't want to remove all of the emotions. You just have to separate the two between actually dealing with said emotions or stuffing it with something else, whether it be food or training or anything. So once you are able to separate the two, then you can be like, you know, I probably am going to be really full if I eat that piece of cake, but it's really damn good. So you're going to choose <laughs> anyway, but it's not that you're not dealing with whatever you're feeling. You are fully aware of what's going on. Whereas if you're sad and you want to cry now that you have that awareness, you're able to be like, you know, I'm not actually hungry right now. Like that piece of chocolate is going to be really great. It's going to give me a dopamine hit. But five minutes later, this situation is still going to be here. So instead of suppressing it and then allowing it all to build up inside of us until we're a volcano that erupts into an eating disorder, you deal with the root cause first and you're able to separate the emotions. That's brilliant. It's, you know, it's so cool whenever you hear from, other people who have gone through the experience and now like educating themselves, not only on themselves, like how you have, but uh, also going through like the therapy phase and then educating yourself on how to help other people as well. I think hearing it from you is, is, is just amazing. Right. Uh, uh, the way you put it was, was great. Um, and you know, so I coach a lot of people as well. I coach men, women, and, uh, food has always been that thing always. And it will always forever be that thing. I feel like, and you know, um, carbohydrates and and this and that and uh and what you just said with 
you know, that's so funny how you said that. I'm pretty sure people are now like, dude, that's, that's like exactly it. Whenever I, I used to, whenever I got out of the military, I was so dialed in into, uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on, like emotionally and mentally. You're trying to transition to be a civilian and like you're trying to do this and that. I was trying to figure myself out and, and it was just, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Um, but one thing that I dialed in on was my food. And, and I, I mean, when I say dialed in, I mean, I dialed in. Like I wouldn't even have uh, something that broke my diet, period. And, and that caused me to not be happy in, in certain occasions that we would socialize or go out to eat and, you know, go with family. And I would still be my happy self. But um, I felt like when someone was like, hey, try this, I'd be like, no, I don't want to try, you know, just because I knew what it had. And I just didn't want to put that inside my body, but I know maybe it didn't cause something for me, but it causes something for other people. Um, maybe like, oh, dude, Matt's crazy, dude. Like, don't even offer him this and that, or he won't even eat this because he's a trainer and he's fit and this and that. So, um, you know, uh, the emotion with food, I like, I love how you put it. And uh, I think that's just brilliant how you said it. But you mentioned cake. And with your uh, biography, I like how and on your Instagram, I like how you said, uh, um, you help women uh, build their cake and eat it too. So whenever you say that, is it like, are you talking of having like a, uh, a, a positive, happy relationship with food? Or are you talking about like, you know, helping people understand that carbohydrates is your friend? Or like, what is it that specifically that you mean by saying that? Um, I feel like it kind of encompasses all of that. So with my brand, Carbs and Confidence, myself and my business partner, Samantha, started it. And we both have different niches, but we struggle with the same thing. So she's more of like a weight loss type deal. I come from a restricted background. So I usually work with women that are under eating and then help them eat more. So we kind of educate people on what's actually in the food that you're eating because education is so empowering when you know the who, what, when, where, and why behind what's actually in our food so that you're able to understand what you're eating and create a lifestyle. I hate using the word diet because it has a negative, (laughs) but diet literally means just the food that you eat. So creating a way of eating that works for you, that you enjoy, and that includes your favorite foods. So we really want to educate and empower people and teach them that, all foods don't have to be off limits, but the more that you know about food, the more that you know that my body probably feels better when I eat my fruits and vegetables. Um, chicken and cake are just not the same. Even if they have the same kind of calories, their macronutrient distribution is totally different. Yes. It includes vitamins and minerals in one thing, whereas this is more so like soulful yumminess. So it's not necessarily yeah. <laughs> the same. So we really just want to empower women to fully understand that. And then also build their bodies in a way that works in tandem with their diet. However, at Carbs and Confidence, all of our girls eat dessert every single night. It's like a non-negotiable every single night. We love dessert, <laughs> so they love dessert. Right. That's, 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 that's actually – that's so – that's funny. That's so positive. That's like uh, – and, and, and so, okay, so I, I, I got to go on. I got a question for you. If, if – and I guess you can clarify it for me because I obviously base behind – you know, science or whatnot, this is like fact, right? So if you're in a deficit, okay, we're going to, your body's going to lose weight, right? So you're going to go into weight loss, but maybe not specifically fat loss, but you will start to lose weight because you are in a deficit. And if you're in a surplus and you gain weight, right? So, but there's a difference between uh, eating for weight loss and eating to be healthy, right? Just like how you said, 
So if a piece of cake has 230 calories, you know, just throwing numbers out there, let's say 200 calories, and a salad also has 200 calories, they both have 200 calories. So if your meal plan or your nutrition, lifestyle, whatever, has a specific number and you're hitting it, no matter if you're eating the salad or you're eating the cake, that's still 200 calories. But on the health side, which is going to give you, I guess, more micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals, like you were saying, it's not going to be the piece of cake. It's going to be, you know, the salad that has, you know, certain things in there that are going to give your body the vitamins and minerals. So is that, is that kind of true or like based on you or what? Absolutely. So I won't bore you with like the OCHEM and the biochem that I did during school of like the physiologic, like metabolic pathway side of things. Like we don't need to go over the structures of vitamins and minerals, but you and I both know that the nutrient value of a salad is quadruple that of a slice of cake. So while you can definitely have them at the same amount of calories, it's not all about calories in calories out. Yes, it does matter when you are eating in a surplus, eating in a deficit, because at the end of the day, like we have our calorie expenditure and whichever way we go, that is the result that we are going to see. However, calories and the quality of food that you're eating are not mutually exclusive because we know that our bodies need vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, polyphenols, fiber, things like that to actually function and thrive properly, to feel our best, to perform our best, to protect against chronic diseases. So for the well-being of our bodies, we know that, yeah, we could eat 1,800 calories of cake and that could be your maintenance. So you could eat that every single day and you probably maintain your weight. But like how, one, good are you going to feel in your body? Right. And we know that it is going to impact your energy levels, your physique. It's going to impact all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's the power of education. And I feel like that's where we get lost in the fitness industry because we're coming out of the whole IIFYM thing, but I don't like to preach like if it fits your macros. Cause when I first started tracking my macros, everything was protein pancakes, protein oats, like a mug cake. It was just processed as fuck. And like nothing <laughs> was actually real food. You right, know, like, right. all, the sweetest thing I could find the supplements that I could find because I had restricted myself for so long but if I could make it macro friendly, then I could have it. But okay. when you start fueling your body, like the temple that it is, and you start giving it what it actually needs with its fruits and vegetables and fiber. So you have good digestion, your body does better. And when your body functions better, more often than not, you're able to eat more food than you were before because your body is responding in a manner that you want to see it. Right. So instead of filling your days with protein shakes and donuts, like way back when I am first started, now we know a bit more about quote unquote flexible dieting. Whereas like if you have chicken, rice and broccoli for a meal and you're like, boo, I don't want this. You could have ground turkey and avocado and sweet potato instead. So we can definitely make swaps here and there, but also it does give you the flexibility because like sometimes you just want the damn cake and you don't yeah. want the bowl of oatmeal and that's okay too. But it's all about knowing how to actually fuel your body and then how to make it work. So like if you do have a craving, if you do want to go out and grab a drink, if you do want to go out to dinner, you are empowered by this education to know how to do it, 
without anxiety, without stress and peace of mind, knowing that you are giving your body what it needs most of the time, but also Oreos are really great for your soul too. So it's really okay. <laughs> Put a smile on your face. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the best education, the best education is, is the one that you get about yourself. You know, it's, we can, you know, think about what we are capable of doing, like what we've done. People have, have learned how to uh, operate on the human body. People have learned how to build skyscrapers. People have learned how to shoot a freaking rocket into space. But then when it comes down to, hey, how many, what is your metabolic rate and what do you need to sustain, you know, a good, healthy lifestyle? It's like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's like, it's your body. This is your health. This is you. This is, you can't do nothing in your life if you're not in optimal health, right? You can't enjoy your time with your family. You can't go for hikes. You can't spend time with your wife or your husband whenever you are 70 or 80 if you're not taking care of yourself. Um, and the more education you understand or the more knowledge you get about yourself, I always feel like that's going to be the best no matter what because then you have absolute control over anything, I feel like, because now you can control whether or not, you know, um, how are you going to be or how are you going to feel in the next year or so, you know, and it, obviously stuff's going to happen in life and who knows what's going to happen in the future. But one thing you have control over is how you react to these things. And whenever it comes down to your health, you know, you have the option to eat this or eat that. And it's like in the moment, you know, you make millions of decisions every single day. And, you know, when it comes down to food, it's, it's sometimes it's like overwhelming. And, and a lot of people, you know, decide to do what you've been saying. People are under eating and they're doing a tons of cardio and, um, you know, and that is obviously crazy, especially whenever, you know, we understand what is right and wrong. But, you know, talking about that, too, whenever and I've asked multiple people this, too, especially people who have had eating disorders and now coach other people, whenever it comes down to helping because every, everybody else is different, right? Everyone else has different reactions or different learning abilities or whatever you uh, came out of your eating disorder a certain way somebody else is going to come out another certain way but whenever you're helping people find their you know relationship within their food and then also eating more and try so you're trying to sell people like and not really sell but you're trying to like teach them like dude we can get you to eat more and you're going to lose weight or you're going to maintain weight or something's going to happen your physique's going to change how do you get someone to believe that I guess, aside from showing them. So that's where I come down to motivating factors. So I know that we all talk about finding your why or whatever, right? right? But it really just depends on who you're speaking to. So like you said, we do amazing things with the human body, like heart surgery and stuff like that. But I feel like people are making eating a meal as complicated as open heart surgery, which really <laughs> does not have to be. Right. And we just get wrapped up in everything that diet culture throws at us. You know, like there's always a new diet coming out and there's always, always this new, like sexy way to be eating and being in a calorie deficit or whatever it is. And it's really just not that damn complicated. Like, I just want you to eat a vegetable sometimes and like <laughs> have some protein and drink your water and move your body. Like it should not be that complicated. So when you're talking to people, you can explain to them that they can approach this in a way that actually like they're going to enjoy and they're not going to hate their life while doing it. And it's something that works for them because your lifestyle is like a pair of pants. You know, like there's a pair of pants that's going to fit you exactly perfectly for your body shape. I cannot wear your pants because it's not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. So it's just not one size fits all. 
So when we get wrapped up in trying all these different diets, it's probably not going to actually work for everybody. So it's important to realize where the person is and where they want to go. And when it comes down to the core of it, one of our assistant coaches on team carbs and confidence works with um, mothers pre and postnatal fitness coach. And for them, a lot of things that we talk about is longevity. And even for my niche with overly restricting, typically it happens when you're a bit younger or not like super, super young, but in those really crucial developmental stages. But knowing what I know now by me overly restricting, by me not actually giving my body what it needs, like I could have done so much more for the longevity of my life had I taken care of my body then. Because even a very specific example, right, is peak bone mineral density, right? We reach that when we're age 30. But the developmental years that it takes to get up to that, I wasted like four years of building up my bones to get there. So like now I could have screwed myself and like given myself osteoporosis later on. Obviously now like I came out of it, but when I talk to women, I'm like, do you really want to be in a wheelchair and not be able to like play on the ground with your grandkids one day? Mm -hmm. I know that you don't want to like take that leap of faith or take a year to track your food, to learn about it because it does seem tedious. And then investing money in yourself. Like, yeah, it's probably going to be an investment. But when you think about a year compared to the 70 plus years that you could have and the longevity that you could have in your life, like what is a year? And if you think about this small investment that you're making compared to the nine doctors that you're going to need once you have type (laughs) two diabetes and metabolic syndrome and your heart starts failing and you have atherosclerosis, like it could just go on and on. So when you think about it, long-term, it makes way more sense, but that's what people are not thinking about. They just want the sexy fad diet right now. They want the physique right now, but that's just not what it's about. Exactly. Exactly. And especially as women, like we are literally in charge of the human race. Like we absolutely the world. So if we're not taking care of ourselves, there's a good chance it's going to impact your fertility. And some people, it might not matter to them, but like, if one day I decide to have a child, like I want to be able to have a child and not be stuck because I ruined it early on because I wanted abs when I was 22, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, this is one thing that I have slowly come to a, the conclusion with, and it's, um, well, you're young, you can handle that. I feel like that is the worst answer for anything. You know, like, oh, you're in your 20s. That's why you can drink so much more. Or you're in your 20s. That's why you can eat that pizza. Or you just, and, and it's like, you know, I feel like because the years of abuse that we p- apply to ourselves from 15 all the way to 30 or even younger and, or even older or whatever, um, that is what causes damage in, in the future, obviously, just like what you just said, everything you just said. So it's not like, oh, you're young. That's why you can do that. It's, it's obviously, yes, like the body is young at that specific moment. But it, it'll age quicker, right? So things are happening inside your body. If you're not giving your body what it needs to sustain life, because that's your body's number one goal every single day is to keep you at a certain 
at a certain safe zone. Like that's why you got homeostasis. And that's why you have, you know, all these different things inside your body. Your body will adapt to different temperatures and adapt to different food. And if you're eating less or if you're eating more, your body's gonna has a metabolic rate to do that. If you are training, your body has a metabolic rate to do that. Like there's so much stuff. Your body's always trying to keep you safe. Always. That's why you got a nervous system. That's why you have all these different things, right? So your body's number one mission is to do that. And if you're not giving your body what it needs to do it at the most effective way, then you're just going to cause long-term damage, just like you just said. And I had someone on the show a while ago, uh, and she she specializes in uh, um, j- just like what your assistant coach does too. But uh, she's a doctor, and she out delivers babies and stuff like that. But she specializes in nutrition as well. And you know, she said if in the perfect world, she would give someone a woman. 12 months, a full year before she even decides to get pregnant to dial in in her food because in that nine-month zone of, of her building a baby inside of her body takes so much out of, out of, that, of the person, takes so much out of that woman, right? And then to, to give birth. It's like giving birth is like you just freaking did the, the record in the world for deadlift and on top of that, I did a marathon right after. And it's like your body takes so much more. And then to recover from that, you also need nourishment as well to recover from that and it's you know she gave like a good two solid year period just to dial in on food because that is something that we it need it's, it's a necessity to create longevity health just like everything that you just put out and um and you said it perfectly and, and i hope people can listen to that and think like you know what like just be more aware of what they're putting inside their body absolutely and i think just because we can do something doesn't mean that we should so like just because you and I could probably eat a pizza every day and be just fine because we're at that age does not mean that we would feel great or right. that it's in our best interest to. Mm-hmm. That being said, what you do most of the time outweighs what you do some of the time. So mm-hmm. I feel like there should never be like guilt or shame around going out and having five too many or by going off of your diet and having like not giving a fuck about what you want to eat at dinner like that's fine too because what you do most of the time matters a lot more than what you do some of the time and again we bring it back to like education but relating it to what you were talking about with like pre and postnatal um with being a dietitian i study the nutrition through the life cycle so i have studied like that time frame and she's absolutely right with us not preparing our bodies ahead of time like when we are pregnant like that baby gets priority so they're gonna start to pull calcium from places that like either you have enough calcium in your diet with taking prenatals and like actually eating it or they're gonna pull it from your body and they're going to take all of that so it's going to be at the detriment to the mother and if you don't have enough nutrition for the baby, then we're at a risk of like birth defects mm-hmm. or deficiencies. So, and I know that whether you meant to get pregnant or not, you still want to deliver the healthiest baby possible. So you do want to be taking care of that. And unfortunately, sometimes we realize before it's too late. And if you are three months pregnant and you're just now starting like prenatals, oof, honey, like, <laughs> Oh, we probably need to be paying attention to it a little bit more. I have zero interest, absolutely zero interest in getting pregnant anytime soon, but I'm on a prenatal because I know that it's going to take care of my body and it's going to fill up all of those nutritional gaps. So 
even though that's like not even an interest for me or on my radar, all of my clients, I tell them to take either a multivitamin or a prenatal so that they are actually preparing themselves. One, God forbid, if anything happens, but two, I want them to be taking care of their body now so that when they get there, they have a better pregnancy, better pregnancy outcomes for themselves and the baby, better delivery and a better recovery period. Gosh, you just blew my mind. I can't believe, I can't believe you. That's in, that makes, it's so insane. It makes so much sense. Like it's, so you always need to prepare for the worst, right? Always need to be ready. You always have to, that's why you put gas in your car. You know, that's why you do certain things to always be ready for whatever is to come to prepare yourself. And you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. That's one thing that the military would always tell us, man. Do you, if you stay ready, you will never need to get ready because you're already there. So most women maybe will probably think like, well, if I just, you know, how am I going to plan to get married or how am I going to plan to get uh, pregnant a year from now and then dial in for the next 12 months? You know, it's like, well, you should be already now. And if you stay ready, you don't have to do that 12 month period because you've been doing it for the past five years. So like, or six years, seven years, however long you've been doing it all this, this whole time. You've been eating the correct way. You've been, you know, being positive with your food. You've been giving your body the nourishment it needs, the micros, the macros, all this stuff, the water is giving, you're giving your body what it needs. So you're staying ready for whatever time it, it is in your life for you to get pregnant or for anything else to happen. Like if I right now go do a workout today and I do, you know, I'm trying to max out power clean and I freaking break something, knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't happen. But, you know, the recovery phase is going to be, you know, hopefully a lot better because I have been taking care of myself until this moment. And now that I have broken something, the recovery phase, because now I know how to eat as well, even when I'm trying to recover, but my body has nourishment already in storage to recover uh, properly. Same thing whenever you have, you know, a child or whatnot and you go through it because that nine months can be horrible. It can be, you can be bedridden. You can be uh, thrown up the whole time. So you need to be prepared for anything to come whenever it comes down to your body and health. This is why, just like you've been saying and you've been preaching is to always take care of, of yourself now and be ready for anything to come because anything can come. And and if your body doesn't have what it needs, it can, it can be worse than it could be if you were taking care of yourself. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. Right. And it's not even necessarily like preparing for the worst, but it's out of love and respect for yourself that you are worth the effort right now, even if nothing's going on. You know, like just by you existing, you deserve to feel your best. You deserve to feel confident. You deserve to be at your peak health status, even if you're not trying to get pregnant, even if you're working in corporate somewhere and you sit at a desk like if you are a teacher if you're in the military like you deserve to be taking care of yourself even if you don't feel like you're doing anything that warrants it because you're alive you are a human being you're beautifully and wonderfully made for a purpose you deserve it regardless of what's going on so instead of always looking for the next benchmark to like get ready for Like, why don't we just look introspectively and honor ourselves where we're at right now and think about what we can do right now that best serves our bodies, that best serves our brains and just taking care of this beautiful creation, this body that we were given because we're only given one. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's scary when you put it like that, too. It's scary when you think, like, this is all I got. I can't go to Walmart and freaking buy another one when this one is is gone. You know, it's like, it's this is it. It's what you got, man. This is, and, you know, 
I, I always talk about, for example, the heart. You know, the heart beats nonstop since the day, even since the day you even came out of the womb. Like you had a heartbeat before you were in, like you were in the womb. You, you created a heartbeat then. Your heart does not stop until the day that, you know, it's over. So this whole time, this whole lifespan, your heart could be beating just like just tons of tons of trillions of times in your lifespan. Um, and for some reason, too, people still tend to, you know, throw their health away or not do what they need in order to take care of their health or, you know, and I always think like, dude, that heart is like pushing blood and trying to create life and trying to keep that life going. And we just tend to just put stuff down and down and down and tend to just, you know, put our health in the backseat because life does get crazy, right? It gets busy and we always tend to, you know, not pay attention to our health. And then this is why we have, you know, coaches that help people because people, or go 10 years without paying attention to their health. And then they're like, dude, like I walked up the stairs today and I, my heart rate went to like 130 and that's never happened to me before. You know? So like, there's a lot of things that happen inside someone's life that, um, I always say that the body talks to you all the time. It talks to you every single day and it's up to us to either listen to it or ignore it or just not know that it's even there. Um, your body, if you eat food and you feel a certain way, your body's talking to you. If you, like I just said, walk up a flight of stairs and, and you feel weird, your body's talking to you. If you, something's happening and you have only been sleeping three hours a day and you feel like you're losing your memory or this and that, your body's talking to you. So your body's consistently talking to you nonstop all the time. But the, for the, our audience here, there's a lot of females that listen to my podcast. Um, and so I want to ask you, cause this is something that I always get especially as a coach too is, and you just mentioned it earlier too, is uh, people who under eat and do a lot of cardio. So if I came to you and I'm a female and I'm like, you know, asking for help and I'm like, dude, like I've been, I've either been maintaining weight or I have been like slowly like gaining a little bit of weight or I'm skinny fat or whatever the case may be. And I only eat about a thousand calories a day. And I do like, you know, I work out like four to five times a week. You know, why is it that I am not losing any weight? How would you explain that to me? Well, first off, I think there's a big stigma that cardio is bad, which is not true at all, right? So like anything in excess could be bad. Like too much broccoli mm-hmm. is probably going to cause you some major GI distress. So oh, yeah. you know, it's good. Anything in excess could be bad, right? So if you're overdoing it, then that's probably not to your best interest. But you and I both know that cardio is incredible for this amazing heart that we were given to be able to train it, to use it for our bodies. So there's definitely a need for it. But again, we're not mutually exclusive, right? So when your goal is to get toned, because everyone wants to get toned, (laughs) (laughs) then it just might not be serving you. Like this style of training might not be serving you. So it might not be the best for you. That being said, my little sister plays soccer at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. She does a lot of cardio because it does serve her. So it's just a discrepancy there. So if you are under eating, you're not seeing progress and you're not eating enough and you're only doing cardio, right? So that's where I would just give like gentle suggestions, you know, like, why don't we add in another snack to start off with? And then let's switch some of those cardio sessions for weight training. And then as you get more comfortable with that, because at first they're going to be like, wait, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. 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 You have to ease them into it. So just like small shifts, right? So we add in a snack and then we add an extra scoop of rice to a meal. And then we start lifting four days a week. And then we teach them about progressive overload. And then their body starts responding to the weight training. And then 
you add in more food as their body responds to it. So it's all about a progression because if you give somebody this absolutely insane protocol right off the bat, we're like, okay, I'm going from doing cardio six days a week to lifting five days a week mm-hmm. with heavy compounds. I've never been under a barbell before and full macros with a fiber water and sodium goal. Why would they do that? Like literally, why would they do that? Because they're not going to understand it. So by taking small steps and really focusing on the mindset behind it, we can find those limiting beliefs or those discrepancies that we have always believed and work to figure out like why we think that and then educate on why it's not true. Right. So we have to develop the discrepancy first. And then you express the empathy. So like, I'm so sorry you feel that way. I've been there too, blah, 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 blah. And then you ask more questions. Like, why do you feel that way? Right? Like, why is that what you have been thinking? Reassure them on the process, right? So you can definitely do this. I'm going to give you all the tools to be able to. Here is what we can do. And then support self-efficacy. I literally, like, I just was studying for finals. So this is one of the frameworks that we go through. So that's what I'm running through right now. There but you go. self-efficacy is self-sufficiency, the ability that you're able to do it. Yep. So by giving them the tools and educating and helping them implement that into their life, then they're able to do it, right? And then once you can do something on your own, it's like riding a bike. Once you can ride a bike on your own, all you want to do is ride the bike. So when you're able to give somebody all the tools to be able to ride the bike, then they're just going to want to keep riding the bike and they want to go further and further. And that's where we can keep going with it. But you have to develop the discrepancy first and help them understand. And then you can move forward with it. Absolutely. You know, that is such a great way to lay out everything that you that you just explained. Perfect way to, to lay it out. And for everyone listening, uh, I want you to, to think as if she is actually talking to you right now. And everything she said, the questions, you can even, you know, put them down if you need to and answer your own questions. And um, understand that this is also going to be a process. It's going to be a journey, you know, depending on where you are right now in your life and your uh, fitness and movement or nutrition lifestyle uh, mindset wherever you are it will always depend how hard you want to work how fast your body is going to react and uh, just seeing how your body is going to change throughout the whole entire process you know it, it's a journey to to do anything that you will need to improve you know depending on how many years you've done damage to yourself or you know how many years that you've led astray from your health or whatever the case may be, you know, this is also always going to be a journey, no matter who you are, no matter if you've had an, an amazing background in sports and you've had a huge gap or whatever, it's still going to take a process. Um, just like how Caroline was talking about, you know, when, you know, it's baby steps, little steps that you're going to need to do, because if you overwhelm someone, it's like, when does that ever, when, cause first of all, it's going to create stress. Okay. That's the first thing. And every human being is going to be stressed out because that's just w- what we do. It's too much. It's overwhelming. And it's, and it's stimulating the brain. It's the nervous system. And it's like, I, I can't do this. You start thinking all this stuff and you know, you get stressed and you get overwhelmed and stress is uh, something that's very toxic for the body. Right. So depending on if it's weight training stress, I'm talking about like overwhelming stress from like life and stuff. So whenever, you know, you take these baby steps, these little small little steps towards the goals that you want, you know, you're going to be setting yourself up for a great success for the future, just like we've been talking about the longevity of health. Um, so whenever it comes down to people who who have a bad lifestyle with their food and they're trying to understand this and that, what kind of words of encouragement would you give someone if they're if they understand they have an eating disorder and they're trying to come out of it? 
Um, so with an active eating disorder, you definitely do need to be working with qualified professionals. So, um, Typically, we will refer them to a therapist because you do need to be working with somebody that actually does specialize in that because that is 100% out of any coaches, anyone's scope of practice that is not licensed and credentialed to be able to do that. Because there are a lot of people like me who have had an eating disorder and come out of it, and now they think that they can help other people, but that's just not like... That's not true. So if anyone has an active eating disorder, they need to be working with qualified professionals. So some there is a difference between eating disordered and disordered eating, right? So a lot of us have disordered tendencies, but they're normalized by diet culture, right? So that's a difference between an active eating disorder. If you have an eating disorder, you do need specialized help. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that literally like most of our clients work with a therapist. Um, my business partner, Samantha, she's actually, she has her degree in psychology. She's going back to school to get her LPC so that she can nice. help people as well. But um, we do know the power of healing that. And before you can focus on your body or your physique, you need to heal your soul first. You need to heal the inside and your brain and take care of your well-being first and it should just not be a priority so we would always refer them to some sort of resource that they will be able to get that care because i'm not going to accept somebody or take somebody that i feel for that has an eating disorder because i have an eating disorder because i just can't help you to the best of your ability and sometimes that's okay like even if you can't help somebody personally sometimes referring them out is the best of your ability, because then they are getting the care that they need. And when we remember that, especially as coaches, it's not about making the sale and having the amount of clients on your roster. It's about helping that person live their best life. And sometimes you can't do that and that's okay. But at the end of the day, they're going to be living their best life. And that's what we do as coaches, right? Like we have a heart for people. We want to help people, but sometimes we can't do it ourselves and that's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully, Coaches absorbed it, and other people absorbed it as well. Um, Caroline, this has been an amazing conversation, and you have so much passion in what you're doing and so much knowledge and so much just drive in in helping other people, and um, you're very smart about it, and I enjoy talking to you. Um, If anyone out there right now wants to maybe ask you a question, um, maybe look for some help or whatever the case may be, where's the best place for people to find you? You can find me on the gram. My handle is Caroline Biddle fit so just my name and then fit at the end no dots no underscores no nothing um feel free to shoot me a dm you can also check out my brand it's carbs and confidence all like no underscores no periods no nothing that is where i do all of my coaching and then on the business coaching side i am at ftf biz coaching but if you want to talk to me directly shoot me just a DM to my personal Instagram. And I would love, love, love to talk about anything. So whether you're on more of the client side of things, just the fitness lifestyle, or if you are a coach and kind of lacking direction, I'm there for that too. So I'm always on Instagram. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to, everything she just said, all the links uh, for her social media, we're going to put in the show notes of this episode. So to make it nice and quick and easy, just go to the show notes. Like I always say, uh, click the links. You'll see them there, and you can head over to her and talk to her uh, privately or whatever the case may be. Um, 
as we always do it here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, if you know anyone out there, if you grab value in this episode yourself and you know anyone out there right now who could use this value, or maybe is suffering from understanding nutrition or needing just a little push of confidence or whatnot, or just wants to be happy with themselves, um, share this episode out. You know, the more people get to listen to these episodes, y'all, the more lives we're going to all change together. But you heard it, another amazing episode here on the Train on the Trump podcast. I am your host, Coach Matt, guest speaker, Caroline Biddle. And as usual, y'all, get out there, train hard. Live strong. All right, everybody. Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.